Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Live for Saturdays. Uh, it's just uh, two people on the pod this week. Uh, we got Mike here, uh, Chris. I'm going to try to sub in for Sam, try to be the best host I can. Sam's on a once-in-a-lifetime trip in Europe um, with uh, his wife's family, you know, traveling around Paris, Paris I believe, and uh, maybe Brussels. Um, is that the country, Mike? Is Brussels a country? Brussels in, is in Belgium. Belgium. I, I, Belgium. Do, I do believe they have trekked through. They've been in every single country out there. We do miss them dearly, of course, and hence the, the slight delay. I know we've had a lot of fans very patiently waiting for uh, for the big uh, big podcast reveals. So missing Samuel a little bit today, but uh, but he'll be back next week, I believe, and I'm um, getting right back into the swing of things. So yeah, yeah, and I, I we'll try to hold down the fort as best we can. Um, but we will miss them. So, you know, first off, I mean, I can't believe it's week nine. I, I mean, it's just crazy. The year's flying by. Um, uh, but it was a rather interesting week eight, wouldn't you say, Maku? I'd say interesting is one word to use. Uh, it's a heartbreaking for fans of certain teams is another word that I could throw out there. Um, some, Did uh, something some other happen? fans are our love, our love in life. Uh, you know, we, we, had a, we had an up and down. Um, actually very down Saturday. Yeah, quite down. Maybe, by the end of the day, I, I was trying to put it in the back of my mind. And and then in the uh, the coming days since, I've had maybe four or five, you know, kind of side acquaintances or coworkers reach out and be like, hey, how did that game go that you were so worked up about? And uh, it's just it's just the worst thing in the world when you get those, those passerbys that don't really totally get the college football fandom. And obviously the game we're referring to is the Penn State terrible loss to Ohio State mm. and, uh, I say terrible just because um, really the both defenses looked almost Super Bowl worthy and one offense uh, put it all together and one barely showed up and unfortunately our squad Penn State was on the losing end there so we will uh, what are your thoughts Chris what, what were, how, how long did it take you to recover from all that well you know I, I share a lot of your the same sentiments as you I mean I, I remember telling multiple people you know it, it's it obviously had a buzz around this game. We were looking the hype. People were texting me, you know, hey, how are we feeling? You know, this is the year we do it. And I was just along with, you know, we, oh God, I can't even formulate straight sentences. It does work me up. I, I did, I do forget, you know, it was quite humbling. And I do forget just what it's like to get so amped up for a game. Because to be honest, like obviously we follow Penn State, we follow our team. But really, nothing really stressed me out so far this year. And I was like, you know, we're, we're a different team. We're a different team. And uh, it didn't really didn't really turn out that way. Um, you know, it's part of me, obviously, in hindsight, you obviously want to win. But I'm like, you know what? What about these last seven weeks that were just so nice? We could just, you know, watch college football, just enjoy the greatness of all these games. Instead, I'm just like, so worked up watching the TV yelling, sitting up and down and jumping and, and an all for not, you know? So it's, you know, part of me, I was just like, well, football is dumb now. You know, I, I wish the season was over, but it's not. And that's good. You know, that's the maturity in us. You know, we're growing, we're growing, I would say. So um, as that far as Penn fair. state, as that far as Penn state fair. goes, Oh, what? No, sorry. I was just, I don't mean to cut you off. I was saying that is very fair, but I'm right there with you with the, intensity of one specific game standing out uh, among all the others and 
yeah, honestly, we kind of had a pretty easy road to, to this point. And I think that almost, I go back to what I thought of last week with UMass was too easy for us. It was like playing, mm -hmm. you know, on a mini golf course, thinking you're an all pro and then you go play the masters and it's like, Oh, wait a minute. This is a, this is very difficult. So, um, Credit to Ohio State. I don't want to take anything away from them. Right. Um, no credit given to Gus Johnson creating nicknames out of thin air. Um, Maserati. Ma. I'm going to break the windshield of the next Maserati. I see. But outside <laughs> of that, uh, soon to be liability for myself. Um, what were you saying about Penn State? What did you have anything? Any yeah, yeah. Silver any... linings or anything good to to take from that beating? Well. I mean, not really, not anything good. I mean, our defense is great, but we've seen that in the past. I don't think, you know, I do not think we're going to be an elite team until we get a real offense. And unfortunately, you know, we, we've seen that. Um, we, you know, we've seen us play against uh, Utah, win the Rose Bowl, win all these New Year's Six games, but we cannot get anything going against Ohio State and Michigan. And, uh, or at least since uh, Joe Moorhead, I think, our offense has been boring the last six years, seven years, and it really culminated in a boring, absolute, you know, unexplosive offense. The receivers couldn't generate any separation. Aller, uh, you know, with, with the receivers not creating any separation, he also missed some throws. He wasn't good. Um, all in all, it was a completely forgettable game on the offensive side. You know, I think there was a frustrating holding call that, we're turned over a, uh, a fumble for a touchdown, but at the time I thought that was the game, but it really wasn't. We didn't deserve to win. Um, any other thoughts before we move on? No, I, uh, I do think it's best to, to move on, put this in the rear view and, uh, and, you know, start looking ahead to, uh, got another huge one in a couple weeks. That's, you know, Michigan coming to town. Um, obviously some notes to share some headlines with Michigan these days. Um, yeah, so let's, point let's get into that. I was going to say the last very point about, I will say about Penn State, I don't think the team or the offense is necessarily bad. I think they just called a very one-dimensional game. Um, like every time Drew Aller stepped back, they were like, okay, it's obviously a passing play. And then, of course, if they you know ran it down the middle, they had the linebackers and D-line mm -hmm. to, to meet them there. So I think that's where a lot of the kind of fan outrage and I'm not really above it. I was I was doing some angry <laughs> tweets and maybe had a couple, uh, couple whiskeys in me to try to dull the pain. Uh, late Saturday, but um, you know, it, it is just kind of that you know tired, you know, very much over the uh, the issue with just not being able to get past these really just the two teams. We've had struggles with Michigan State in the past. We've had the occasional, you know, Indiana will give us a great game, or um, you know, I don't even know who else. Uh, Wisconsin when we play them, Nebraska teams like them back in the day. I'm thinking a few years back, but it's always those two names you have circled on the calendar and. Usually for big games, you, you know, have a legitimate rivalry and trade blows and go back to back or a couple of years here, a couple of years there. But, you know, I think Franklin's one in nine against Ohio State. I think he may be like yep. two and eight against Michigan. So it's uh, it's not ideal, um, at least these days. So team is certainly on the up and up, hopefully. But yeah, you know, we're I... kind of at the stage of we'll believe it when we see it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think, um, you know, that's really we love college football. So I think, you know, I'm just learning to embrace that. I want to, I mean, I'm always going to be a diehard Penn state fan, but let's just, you know, let's move on. We're college football fans. So let's, that's correct. Move let's, uh, on. Let's, let's give our fans what they're tuning in for. And uh, what was that headline? We just, uh, we just addressed there, Chris, do you, have you heard anything coming out of Ann Arbor recently? 
Well, they can be a little sneaky. They're sneaky up there. Um, oh, I mean, okay. I mean, all within the rules, though, right? Always, always. Other than the fact of, you know, when they deliver the news they may have found, they're not that discreet. And of course, they have a Houston Astros situation going on in Ann Arbor. Um, I, I was reading about this guy's, I forget his name, but he is a lower assistant in the organization, we'll say. I think the um, they say he makes about 50 grand. However, he has acted alone, of course, in all of this, being able to afford, you know, $3,000 tickets on both sides of the field against Ohio State and Michigan going back to 2021. Um, so, you know, in all seriousness, I, I am curious for your takes on is this a big deal? I think all of us would probably agree to some degree every team does this. However, free cheeseburger. Is this a big deal? And do you think anything will happen, Magoo? Yeah, no, that's a, uh, it's a good setup. I can't help but keep relaying it back to kind of that Houston Astros story. Um, you know, again, when the news broke, you're kind of thinking, you know, you're seeing all the headlines and you're like, well, I'm sure most teams kind of do that. And then you just start seeing the evidence really mount up. You got yeah. all those clips from the Astros playoff games. You're hearing the, the trash cans banging down the alleyway. And, you know, that really kind of points to a lot of things. And you get the, I remember the Jose Altuve didn't want his teammates ripping his shirt off because he may have been wearing a wire. Again, that's all headline news. It's all speculation. We don't know what was true, what wasn't. But clearly, they, uh, you know, Major League Baseball came down and punished them made the coach, um, you know, get fired and, you know, punished a lot of the guys that were, you know, in the mix with that system. Um, my biggest issue, and I'll put my hand up, I get most of my news just from tweets and Twitter headlines or X headlines, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every time for every person saying this should be like a, you know, horrible um, penalty and Harbaugh should be fired and everything should be like shut down and wins vacated and everything, you know, I'll blow it up with Michigan. There's just as many people on the other side, not even Michigan fans saying like, I'm pretty sure a lot of teams do something similar to this. They were just more egregious with the, you know, kind of hiding their, uh, you know, the payments and the seats and the guys doing the thing. So there have been some, I will say funny <laughs> images when you see the, there was one just a couple of days ago of the entire Michigan sideline mm-hmm. got relayed a signal and they're like, Oh, it's definitely a passing play and not even trying to hide it. So, on the one hand, you know, maybe some of it's legitimate. Maybe some of it's a little bit breaking the rules. Um, and again, if I was a Michigan fan, you know, I have some friends that are pretty diehard, go blue kind of guys. So going through it right now, but they're in the midst of one of their best seasons of all time. And I think right now it's national championship or bust for them. So for this dark cloud to kind of come out of nowhere, I think none of nobody there was expecting it. It's got to really kind of cast a shadow over the rest of the year. So I don't know. And we'll, we'll see how they, I mean, clearly the team wasn't phased playing against Michigan state last week, but they have a couple big games playing at Penn state against us, of course. And then obviously Ohio state is uh, very thirsty for two years of revenge there. So we shall see if they're uh, not quite able to get those signals down to the sideline, how they perform. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think all of this really is, in my opinion, I think all of this is fine until technology starts getting involved, just like with, you know, everyone's trying to steal the catcher signals, steal the third base coaches signals in baseball. Everyone's trying to do that with football, but the record. 
area. Um, the timing of it is. I saw something the other day in um, these last two years, Michigan is 18, two and one against the spread since this alleged cheating has started in 2021 or I, I'm not sure if those numbers honestly look up. We're 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 a feels podcast. Yeah, yeah, the numbers <laughs> may be wrong, but Very it was true. prior to that. It was they were 25, 25, and one uh, against the spread. So there's definitely been a shift these last two years. Ohio State absolutely had their number, and all of a sudden they couldn't do a single thing right. Um, you know these last two seasons. So it'll be interesting. You know I think um, all, all of this happen. You know this stuff happens, but. You know, it's easy to make jokes. I think there's a lot of funny things and tweets about this. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I was um, going to say, that's the, the last thing I wanted to say. The biggest thing is that if they weren't the most elite team and number two in the country, I think some people should have the number one. Um, up until this point, you know, you're kind of being like, wow, Michigan has really carved out. They finally hit their stride. And Harbaugh has his perfect team and dominant defense and great mm-hmm. offense. And this just makes everybody take a step back being like, did they really earn the, the point right, they got or right. are, are they just kind of seeing the, uh, the answers to the test? So again, we'll, uh, we'll let the NCAA do what they do best and, uh, and mess it all up and, you know, probably punish <laughs> the wrong people and, you know, something terrible sure. will go wrong from, for another team or something. But in the, uh, in the meantime, let's get back to, let's go through very quick, the week eight slate, some surprising results that I want to say, and then we'll dive yeah. into the uh, week nine and go from there. Yeah, and to your point, in the interest of time, let's kind of go rapid fire. Give me four games or four takes that you want to touch on that we haven't already hit on. Some teams that are impressed, sort of scared you, some games that were cool. Hit it. That sounds good. Rapid fire. Um, Alabama, a little bit of another scare. They had Tennessee coming to town and, uh, again, a big revenge spot for them. Very uh, on the ropes in the first half, 20 to seven. But then I don't know what happened at halftime. Maybe they had their own, uh, uh, you know, Michigan spy on the sideline, but they started Mm -hmm. to figure things out and destroyed Tennessee in the second half. Um, Got their, uh, you know, taken out their um, issues from last year and really just uh, got all the revenge against them going on to win, I think, 34-20. So didn't allow a single point and went on a run. So good for Bama coming back around. They're right back in the, in the driver's seat for the season. I think only just that one Texas loss and a couple up and down games, but overall they're still Bama. So, and then uh, another one that stood out was Washington, the number five or four in the country now had a real big struggle with Arizona state, which not a lot of people predicted. I think they were like 24 point favorites and only won 15 to seven. They just, they kept turning the ball over. Penix looked very pedestrian. Um, I don't know if Arizona state just kind of had their number or, we're really playing well, but I always tend to think that things get weird in the desert, but this game was at Washington. So I was kind of thrown off with what should have been an easy win and keep the, uh, the Penix Heisman hype going to be uh, kind of falling so flat on their side. But, and then the very last thing I wanted to point out, uh, Virginia beat North Carolina, North Carolina was six and zero and number 10 in the country and wild, absolutely laid an egg against one in five UVA. So very tough to see uh, if you're a North Carolina Tar Heel. Don't know how you explain that one. It was at home. UVA came in, should have been the worst team in the country, and they just let them stay in the game and didn't really uh, do much on the uh, defensive side of the ball. So, but how felt... about you, Chris? You got any? Uh, you got any other out? 
they interviewed him after the game. You you just got a top 10 road win. How do you feel? And as he opened his mouth, they cut to Tim Allen, like a Tim Allen sitcom <laughs> on CW. And I'm like, man, this guy has not made it yet. Um, the, the CW for their exemplary college football covers. They're, they're really ready for the big time to take on ESPN and Fox there. I know. I know. And you know what? We have standards here. Um, we're, we're open to Coke Zero and chocolate toothpaste, but CW, if you're interested, maybe look the other way right now. Um, no, you know what? I'm going to take CW's money. I will be that, that, that <laughs> the sitcom that they bounced to after they cut away so, from a career-defining win. Speaking of um, taking money, um, Army, Army, they were not respected. The troops were not respected by LSU. 62 to nothing. That was a rough one. LSU did... Uh, decorate the end zone they hung out with the band for the uh, army's band so they were they were nice except on the field tough game there army did just join the americans starting for 2024 so that i would imagine has a lot to do with navy they're locking up that rivalry for the future uh something interesting there i love um, that yeah yeah good, i know good for the american conference very uh patriotic to get both army and navy and uh, now they'll have to switch over and uh, try to recruit our favorite team, I believe, collectively on the pod, Air Force. Mm-hmm. I knew undefeated. that's where you're going. Uh, yeah, stays undefeated. I tell you, they are they're fun. The Falcons, um, seven and zero. You know, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Actually, um, they got a big one: Colorado State, Army, Hawaii, UNLV, and Boise State. So. They've, they've got a few tough games. Um, they've had a relatively, I would say, easier schedule up to this point. Uh, so we'll see what they're made of. Uh, another team, and I actually put this as an official pick last week, Jacksonville State. They're already bowl eligible if they were eligible. Um, since they are new to Division One. I, I do not think they're eligible. Six and two in conference. They are playing ball. They won outright as seven and a half point dogs against Western Kentucky last week. They're fun in their first year. And then um, last thing I'll mention, did you uh, did you touch on Oklahoma UCF? I did not. Uh, very UCF. glad you brought that up. Great back and forth game there. I know. Who would have thought that? I mean, I was liking UCF as plus 18 favorites, but, um, but I mean, I didn't expect it to be that close of a game. I mean, it just sort of goes to the point of, these are, this is college football. I mean, every team has their down week. Um, you know, it's just a matter of stringing all these games together. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. And the biggest thing, too, I was curious on, on that game ex- itself with, again, I don't know if we touched on it too much last week, but Dylan Gabriel was going from UCF, um, realized this time there had kind of come to an end. I don't know if he was nervous about the, uh, you know, quarterback stepping up behind him or obviously he had dealt with some injuries, but found a great new home in Oklahoma with that awesome offense. And I didn't know if he was looking at that as a revenge game or if on the other side, if UCF was kind of like, you know, you know, what's up doing you, you left us high and dry, you know, we would have still had a spot for you and you just kind of took the easy way out going to, to Oklahoma. So it looks like the, uh, the latter was probably more true. I know UCF couldn't mm-hmm. quite pull off the win, but going into uh, to Oklahoma playing the number six team in the country and taking them absolutely down to the wire and, making a lot of uh, Sooner fans probably pretty nervous all day long on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you ready to move on to this, this week's uh, games? 
I am as ready to move on as USC is to move on away from ever playing Utah again. They just they're they're almost Penn State and Ohio State at this point. They just can't. Again, it's probably not nearly um, having the issues there um, with the constant years in and out, years in and out with the last ten years, decade plus of struggling. But they have been very up and down. And not really pulling it off. Lost twice last year to Utah. Already have one loss this year again. Caleb Williams, absolute all-star player, number one future. Current Heisman, maybe next Heisman, but just can't get over that uh, the Utah youth there. But after that point, I am indeed ready to move on to the uh, to the <laughs> fresh week, week nine. Let's hit it. All right, so let's do it. So, um, quick quick note as we change to week nine here. Um, everyone, appreciate y'all listening please feel free to give us a like or a follow anything. Also let us know, uh, you know, if something, if you guys like something more than um, other things, you know, give us some feedback. I, the last thing I wanted to mention, Maku, you know, uh, we did cross a, uh, a milestone. We hit 200 listens, 200. Yeah. We're becoming big time. That's almost 20 a week. That's, that's ahead of 20 a week. Good for us. Stonks, man. I love that. Yeah. And then we'll have all the repeat listeners, the people that start out on week nine, like when you see a great TV show on HBO or something, you're like, let me restart this series from the start. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to be raking it in soon enough. So get get on the ground floor while you can, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, CW. We're, we're catching CW's <laughs> eyes right now. I love it. All right. So let's hop over to week nine. Um, first big game I think we should touch on, Oklahoma against my guys, Kansas, Kansas rock chalk, Um, you know, Kansas coming off a bye, tough loss to Oklahoma state. What are you thinking here? It is in Lawrence, correct? It's at home for the, for the Jayhawks. Yes. Yes, it is. There you go. I do love the fact they're coming off a bye. I think, uh, yeah, they had up and down weeks. They were ranked. They got to number like 20 or so in the country and we're really showing out there for a bit, but, um, but yeah, you know, unfortunately had the, kind of downturn, um, had a tough loss, I think, a couple weeks before Oklahoma State, and then obviously Oklahoma State themselves. But great timing for the bye. I think they can give Oklahoma everything they can handle, though. I kind of like – I believe they're getting 10 points. Um, you yep. know, obviously a 10-point underdog at home for a team that was ranked just a, a few weeks ago I think is pretty pretty good. This is a game their, their fans are going to get up for. The team's going to be pumped for. I think most of the guys, I believe, again, obviously I'm not a – you know, living on the Kansas message boards or checking out their injury reports. But I, I do believe most everybody um, should be looking pretty good for, uh, you know, playing with the team and, and getting the job done. So I'll definitely take those 10 points. Well, as someone who does frequent the Kansas message boards and injury reports, <laughs> not, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah. Kansas plus whatever. We've talked about this Kansas plus whatever. Um, this is a, I think the fact that it is at home they're they've, you know, they're, they're, they're building a fan base. I would say, um, obviously Oklahoma's coming to town, but like, like you said, Kansas had two weeks to prep for this. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to lean the points on this one as well. Um, you know, that they Oklahoma looking at our favorite, uh, favorite ranking havoc ninth and 10th in defensive havoc and havoc allowed respectfully. Uh, that's an advantage. Oklahoma or Kansas is about 12th and 40th respectively, but you're given 10 points. And, um, you know, you, you, I don't know if I'm fully confident, uh, based off of Oklahoma, it depends on who shows up, but 
I'm going to lean them. I'm going to lean Kansas. Very true. I like it. Let's uh, let's go rock truck, as you said. Uh, All right. Another big one. We got uh, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. My favorite name brand for uh, for any college regular season game. Um, for bowl games, it's obviously the now defunct Cheez-It Bowl, but uh, RIP them. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, the cocktail party, Georgia versus Florida in Jacksonville. Um, should just be sponsored by the uh, Florida Georgia Line guys, but uh, I think they're also now defunct, come to think of it. <laughs> they're uh, gone. Yeah, they're gone. Uh, but no, I think it's uh, Georgia's minus 14 and a half last I checked, over under 47. I think Florida's still about like six and two or so, or, or five and two. So they've been, had some early season tough, tough games, but kind of reeling, but haven't really destroyed anybody or dominated. So my guess would still be a little bit more on the Georgia side, but curious to see what you think. Yeah. I mean, I, this strikes me as a game. <clears throat> it strikes me as a game where, uh, you know, this is a hated rivalry, always a neutral site in Jacksonville. Um, you know, it just, it strikes me as close. I, I, I'm going to lean Florida 14 and a half here. Um, Brock Bowers, the tight end is out. Georgia is obviously the loaded team and they're going to show up to play. Um, but sort of like we are seeing with some of these other teams, I think Florida keeps it close and um, I'm going to lean 14 and a half on this one. Uh, that's, that's sort of what I'm thinking here. I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. However, 31, 17 ish, you know, with the total of 40, uh, 48. I don't know how I feel about that. So I'm going to lean, I'm going to lean Florida. I respect it. That is, uh, that's very fair. Like you said, it is always close. And some years Georgia comes in undefeated and Florida looks a little, um, you know, just kind of run of the mill and they'll, you know, just rattle up the points and it'll be quite, a, quite the shootout. So um, over under is only 47. I, I know Georgia has always what they're known for their stout defense, but I think they, uh, you know, one team or the other, even if, even if it's not a shootout, I think Georgia could just run it up and get to say like 40 points on their own. Um, or if it is, you know, like a 28, 24 kind of battle. So put me down for the over as well. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that one, but, um, entertaining as always, it's always a fun game to check out kind of similar to the, the red river rivalry or shootout from back in the day. You know, one of those mid season games just kind of creeps up on you and you're like, Oh, I'm definitely going to tune into this stuff. So check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, all right, let's keep rolling. Um, I think another big one here, uh, number eight, Oregon at number 13, Utah. Oregon's a uh, seven-point favorite with a total of 49. This is, I don't know if you could really get a more contrasting approach to teams here. Um, Other than, you know, Utah is trying to up their, I would say, trying to up their uh, uniform game. You know, the the roses and some of the different helmets they break out. You know, they're trying to keep up with that, and I like that. Um, but Oregon, you obviously have the flashy, the really fast offense, high-flying Utah, stingy defense. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on Utah's side here. I'm taking them plus seven uh, for a few reasons. I think um, they're, they're playing very well right now. Oregon, they're playing, you know, they're, they're solid. They're, they, they're trying to get over that tough loss to Washington two weeks ago. It is at Utah. Um, Utah's got the run game. They have the strong defense. And whenever we have a top level matchup, I kind of look at the home team because I think they have the slight advantage on dictating the type of play. Um, so I'm leaning Utah. I'm taking them plus seven here. What do you think? 
I like that strategy. I, I think I'm going to follow you on that. The uh, main reason being um, Utah has had quite that, you know, huge slate recently, you know, with the uh, just knocking off USC, which is doesn't matter how good or bad their defense is. You're still going against the, the Heisman uh, Heisman winner, who's rarely you see come back to college and, you know, kind of put up similar numbers. But Caleb Williams been doing it. Um, and Utah just had that perfect game plan for them. So I think they can have an equal amount of success over Oregon as well. Um, definitely slow them down. You're not going to shut them out or do anything crazy there, but they can uh, can bring them kind of down to their level and bring them into the mud. And the mud they're playing in is in Utah as well. So I love that they're staying home and, uh, and get Oregon coming to town. They'll have the crowd behind them. Um, interestingly enough, one of only two ranked matchups in week nine. So, that Obviously, you don't deserve to have ten every week, but uh, but yeah, one of uh, one of only two, um, and yeah, I agree with you. I like Utah very much in uh, in taking that seven. I mean, may do a little teaser or alternate total, getting uh, a little bit over that seven mark just to be safe. But I think that's a very fair line. It's like a projected twenty eight twenty one kind of game, so that's a classic battle. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think I got maybe a couple more I wanted to talk about. Um, really, I, you know, I think I, Ohio state at Wisconsin, um, Ohio state minus 14 and a half here. Um, my initial thought is, you know, at Wisconsin camp Randall, always an intimidating place to play at. However, they're obviously not quite the same as we have seen the same team. Um, however, Ohio state high flying coming off a big win last week. I mean, who shows up? Um, what do you think here first? Uh, yeah, no, I, I did want to keep an eye on this one as well. It's almost kind of a letdown spot for Ohio State after the, the huge win against um, our squad, unfortunately, as we covered extensively. But, yeah, they're going now to uh, to Wisconsin, and they're always ready for a battle. So kind of similar to, like, the, the Utah point we just made. Certainly Ohio State is the, on paper, stronger team, you know, more proven, better offense and defense. But – I think Wisconsin can kind of slow them down a little bit. I think they're going to, you know, the team's really, you know, looking forward to having that marquee matchup because with their new coach, Luke Fickle, I don't think they've, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they've had any huge games or big battles quite yet this year where they're kind of like in the, uh, on the national radar. So the uh, the players and coaches just may take that opportunity to, to fire it up. I feel like we're on a zone right now of taking all the, uh, the underdogs right now, mm-hmm. but uh but hey, I, you got to go with how you know week nine is is getting into the the nitty gritty of the season. You have the the teams, you know, really some teams getting a little more worn out, some just hitting their stride. So um, I think Wisconsin's in a good spot where they have been primed and waiting for Ohio State. They've had their their string of uh, of good good and bad games, but I think now is about the time they can get going. They're getting fourteen and a half at home, and like I said, with uh, with a couple of these other games, I like getting a lot of points when you're the uh the home underdog so we'll take it uh you know i i I think they did wisconsin did play washington state earlier this year but it wasn't that wasn't really like the game that that week i would say um i'm gonna i'm gonna channel my inner sammy here i'm gonna tease this game i think ohio state handles it However, 14 and a half is obviously a weird number. I'm going to tease that down. So what is that? Eight and a half. And then the totals 45. I'm going to take the 
under on 51. So I'm going to take the under and the Ohio State cover on a tease. What do you think about that? I think that's perfect. Put me down for the same. Love it. Love Let's it. do that. Squad ride. Squad uh, ride. We do have a, have international Euro trip Sammy's picks here somewhere. I'm trying to, to look them up as we do the, the recording as well. Um, so as I'm looking for that, uh, one other game I did want to shout out. It is the only other ranked game of the week. Um, number 20, Duke at number 18, Louisville. First and foremost, who would have thought these two teams would be top 20 in week <laughs> nine? Um, but I think Louisville's coming off a of bye. Sorry, Louisville. It's coming Louisville, off a of bye. Louisville. And, uh, and Duke really battled to the, to the very end with FSU. FSU just, you know, pulled away in the fourth quarter, but I think they were leading through three. So had all the, uh, all I think the their quarterback going. got hurt. I thought he got hurt the week before Riley Leonard. He may have gotten hurt again, mm, unfortunately, yeah. but I know he was playing early in the, in the Come game. Come on, Riley. Exactly. Get, stay on the field. Hopefully it's all, <laughs> hopefully it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I believe that they're, uh, you know, Louisville is minus Louisville. four right now, and the over-under is 46 and a half. 24-21 kind of uh, semblance of a game. 25-21 um, if you must. Uh, but, yeah, what do you think there, Chris? Yeah, I I like – this just feels like an over game to me. I don't know why. Um, these are teams that are overperforming, I would say, this year. Um <clears throat> And, you know, coming off a, uh, a tough game against Florida State, I, 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 you know, I don't really have a whole lot behind this, um, so I apologize. Um, but I'm just feeling the over here. I mean, I think 46 and a half is attainable. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm just feeling the over. Sorry, I didn't prepare for this one that much. <laughs> hey, that's kind of the whole point of the show is we just throw out random games and we give our true – and, first top of brain thoughts and sometimes they come out great sometimes they don't but and even when we the, research them extensively unless it's jacksonville state or uh someone else i always get them wrong so why you know why care the someone else you were thinking of is the last game i wanted to touch on air force <laughs> the boys are still undefeated first. honestly a huge game and one that i think i'm going to make appointment television air force at colorado state colorado state coming off of Still kind of a, an up-and-down season. I, I remember last week we talked about how they, you know, had the little bit of a letdown against, um, you know, Deion Sanders and, and the boys from from Boulder. But, uh, but no, they've been, you know, kind of rallying around and, and seeing, you know, where they can, uh, you know, get their wins when they can. I, I think they're a very feisty team, and I think they're going to give Air Force all they can get. Um, Colorado State is coming off a, last, off a loss, excuse me, to Las Vegas, UNLV. But it was at UNLV, <laughs> only lost by two. Um, I think that's just going to make them hungrier. They're getting 12 points at home. But you know what? I'm going against everything we've said already, and I'm going to hammer the Falcons again. Let's go. Let's go our, our fight in Air Force. Um, yeah, I think they're just too hot right now. And even a, a, a feisty Rams team that uh, I was just giving all the credit to is, uh, is no match for them. So give me Air Force minus the 12 there. Oof, yeah, I um, that is tough. I like both these teams. I think we've been on both of you know their sides at some point throughout the year. I this is another feel. I mean, I like Colorado State. I like Colorado State. Um, however, this is another one. I'm gonna tease. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Colorado. 
um, 18 and a half on their total here, which is 48 and a half. Drop that down to 42 and a half. Um, I like, you know, I, it's tough to take the over with the service team. However, the fact that it is relatively higher here means there's going to have be some points. Colorado State has shown the ability to move the ball, not only against Colorado, which they I know their defense, but they, you know, isn't that good. But Colorado State, their quarterback play has been pretty good, actually, from what I've seen. Air Force is efficient on offense, um, albeit for a triple option team. I think I like the and it's at Colorado State. I like this to be semi close. I'm going to tease this one, too. So Sam would be proud. I love it. I am proud as well. That is a very smart tease. Um, I like how we are a lot more advanced with knowledge and uh, and historical remembrance of seasons for teams like Air Force and Colorado State and not the uh, the ranked Duke and Louisville's of the world. But Oh, yeah, I have no idea what's going on with Duke and Louisville, <laughs> but I tell you, I have it's been a, a Thursday night and I've been following these teams intently on my phone, so I know them better. I love that. That's what makes uh, college football, especially in late October, early November, so great. You get those midweek games and you're like, you know what, that is kind of a little bit of a, a good, you know, <laughs> good show to, to put on right now nothing else really is, is speaking your interest you know I know now the NBA and NHL are coming around but damn it this is still a college football podcast so we're gonna <laughs> Colorado watch State is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it um I do want to give shit, Sammy a, a quick shout out again I did da- <laughs> download his his uh his picks I almost said Shammy that that is very misleading uh Sammy Sammy D uh our, Sham our wow fear, we can take that sponsor too exactly but he uh he did send us his picks. He is going against us. I'm sorry to report, Chris. He has Oklahoma minus 10, and uh, he's leaning the under there. Um, he just doesn't get the rock hawk, rock chalk Jayhawk that you and I do. Um, actually, I don't want to hop on your bandwagon. That's entirely on you, buddy. But uh, I am riding with you this week. Um, he also likes Florida plus 14 and a half. Uh, close game expected. Oregon, Utah under. I don't hate that pick. Uh, Louisville minus Louisville. four. He he puts that he's confident-ish, and then Air Force minus twelve. He puts he's not confident. So that's just uh, that's where Sammy's coming from across the pond. So we were on the same page uh, for Louisville, confident-ish. Um, however, you know he is sort of hating on uh, Kansas. You know, um, I mean it's okay, it's okay. I'll let it go. Um, and then Air Force not. <laughs> Um, and we will talk to him when he gets stateside next week. <laughs> there you um, go. yeah, yeah. So, uh, any other, any sort of hammer plays that you want to talk about that we should sort of, uh, you can convince me to be all in on. That's a very good, uh, good point. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, remember, I think we kind of alluded to it about 15, 20 minutes ago, early season, Colorado, um, with, mm. uh, with Dion, it was like the headline news. Everybody, you know, couldn't keep their eyes off it. They were beating some teams. First of all, just a little quick side note, TCU, I don't know how you go from playing in the national championship to being a four and four squad. I'm sure there's at least half the team that played in that game last year and, and are playing with the with the boys this year. And it's just, uh, it's literally night and day for going from uh, an amazing season. Obviously, they lost their QB and uh, a bunch of different skill players, but absolute, you know, downtrodden season compared to uh, to last year um but the point being with colorado they they beat tcu they beat colorado state they beat um all these other teams they had the down to the wire against usc the first team to kind of show the 
the holes that the, the Trojans had. But um, the biggest thing that I want to point out, kind of gotten lost, uh, you know, not quite the uh, the A-plus headline news these days, but they are getting 17 points playing at UCLA. Um, and UCLA is a very good team. They're ranked, I think, still like top 20, top 15 even maybe. Um, only have, uh, I think, the one loss to Utah. Um, bit of a rocky road coming up. Obviously, they're going to finish with, with USC. But uh, that could be a challenge. I think I want to take Colorado back on the uh, the primetime bandwagon. Give me those 17 points because that, that should be a lot of fun either way. All right. All right. Well, I'm probably not going to join you on that one yet. Um, but I do have another one before we hop off here. It's Please. gross. It's gross. Oh, yes. Dive into the mud. Yep. Michigan State. Oh, um, no, I'm, we're tuning up. No, shut it off. Shut it off. So <laughs> there is so much going against them. They're obviously, they're reeling from the um, scandal at the beginning of the year. They um, didn't make headlines for losing 49 nothing and their awful showing on the scoreboard um, last week. However, they did have trivia regarding um, Hitler's birthday. Or, uh, I saw that. <laughs> yes. When so, you said awful showing on the scoreboard, I wasn't sure if you were referring to the actual score or their They did their have an awful content. showing. They did have an yeah. awful showing. It just wasn't the score. That wasn't the most offensive thing they put up there. <laughs> I... <laughs> That is very well said. Yes. So I'm going to take them plus seven and a half against. <laughs> so give me the points for this against part. Minnesota. Minnesota, unimpressive in my opinion this year. Michigan State. I don't State, know if you missed the the end of that Iowa game. They didn't really deserve the win, but they no, did they, pull it out by two. No, they did. And Minnesota, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just like I took Vandy against Georgia a couple weeks ago. I'm you know seven and a half. I feel like this is. You know, they've had a few close games. Um, Michigan State has, obviously, last week, and then the whole Hitler trivia thing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just everyone, I think they're under the radar. They're going to keep it close. I think they So I would say um, on a week without Sam, we may not have a pod pod. However, uh, or do we? No, I was just going to say the exact same. I feel like the pod pod needs to have the true triumvirate behind it. So okay, I think okay. we should uh, both go throw ours out there. I, I gave kind of Sam's rundown as well. Um, you know, he's got a couple unders there, so judging them a little bit. But uh, yeah, but no, I like what, what's your over the ones we talked about? What's your number one favorite that you want to uh, to put out there to everybody? I mean, aside and, from Michigan State, I was going to say, do not say Michigan State. <laughs> Pick one of the other ones. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go my Colorado State teaser. I love that. Mm -hmm. I like that one a lot. I'm very much on board for that, too. What about you? Um, but I will say my favorite that we that we talked about, I am going to probably stay with, give me the Utah plus seven. Um, they're staying at home. They're staying hot. Ooh. I think the quarterback's sitting their stride, and I, I think that Bo Nix is in for a, a tougher defensive test than he's faced even possibly with Washington. I know Washington's got a – probably top 10 defense as well, but I think Utah's right there with them. And we showed that, uh, you know, they play very aggressive, you know, the game could go the other way, but I'm going to choose to believe in the, in the youths early on right now. So give me like that it. seven and, uh, and we'll let it roll. I like it. Well, McCoo, I, you know, all in all, I think, uh, we did okay this week. We will get Sammy back next week. So we'll have the, uh, the triumvirate back together next week, but, uh, 
I think it was a good week. So let's move on from the disappointing Penn State weekend last weekend and just have a good weekend of college football. What do you say? There we go. That's what I'm talking about. We got it. But we live for Saturdays. Don't count the weeks. Make the weeks count. And uh, looking forward to have the full squad back in uh, next week. All right. Have a good one. All right. Later, buddy.